You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Yuri Ostapiak, Chief Operations Officer for Logistics Plus. Moving out of the pandemic is one thing, but how would your business respond if it then moved into a war zone? What balance of technology, communications, and partnerships are crucial to keeping your supply chain going in that kind of conflict? Yuri Ostapiak, a Ukrainian-born U.S. citizen, shares his perspective on the war in Ukraine and how Logistics Plus continues to operate while still supporting Ukrainian refugees. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Yuri Ostapiak. Uh, Yuri is a Ukrainian-born U.S. citizen he is the Chief Operations Officer for Logistics Plus. Uh, Yuri is with us today to share some perspective on the war in Ukraine and some of the substantial relief efforts that Logistics Plus is spearheading to support Ukrainian refugees. Yuri, thank you so much for joining the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, let's get right into it because uh, this must be a, a surreal and, and stressful time uh, for, for someone like you who was uh, born and raised in Ukraine. I personally can't uh, begin to imagine what you must be going through. So I, I hope your fa- your friends and family and, uh, and, and employees in Ukraine are, are safe and well. Yeah, it's honestly, it's been very, very difficult. It's hard to kind of keep up on your daily task when there is, uh, you know, basically war crimes and atrocities are happening in Ukraine. Um, as far as my family and as far as my friends and as far as uh, actually Logistics Plus colleagues, they're all located in the city called Ivano-Frankivsk, which is pretty far western Ukraine near the border of Poland. Uh, outside of a few um, targeted strikes, uh, the city has been relatively okay. However, as you know, just any time during the war, it's very tense. Uh, my pa- my parents are you know 70 and 75 years old and it's just tough watching them having to get up every night you know two three times and um, you know deal with the uh, air sirens and deal with uh, you know just overall you know situation in in the country. Yeah, tents must be putting it mildly for sure. Now uh, I understand Logistics Plus has been really active in supporting uh, your Ukrainian employees uh, and other refugees. Uh, can you go into a little bit about what you guys are doing towards that end? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Logistics Plus is the, is a very, uh, you know, kind of aggressive and entrepreneurial company that gets things done and, um, you know, figures out things faster than than majority of our competitors. And as soon as the war has started, um, you know, we immediately set up operations in Poland. We started a fund. Um, our CEO, Jim, has donated $500,000 into the fund. And uh, we started moving humanitarian aid and various types of um, goods and uh, figured out the process at the, at the border and set up a warehouse in the Polish city of Zeszow. Uh, a few of our employees from um, other places around the world have moved and got stationed there and set up operations and started helping immediately. Uh, on the USA side, you know, we've been fundraising, but also we've opened up all of our warehouses and started collecting donations and collecting various things that are needed by uh, Ukrainian refugees uh, outside of Ukraine, but also all the people that uh, that need necessities in Ukraine and started shipping it. So that's been a pretty substantial and complex operation. And, um, you know, it's been uh, great for, for, for me personally to see just the outpouring of support of, uh, you know, from the entire uh, U.S. community 
and um, all the donations and all the volunteering and people willing to help and uh, people coming in and, um, you know, asking what else can they do has been, um, you know, very dear to my heart. And, um, you know, people in Ukraine know that they know that the world is behind them. And I think it makes the makes things a little bit easier. And they don't feel like they are just alone on an island when, where nobody else cares. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you're take me back a little bit. Um, you mentioned entrepreneurial uh, when you started talking there a little bit. You joined Logistics Plus as an intern uh, over 16 years ago, and uh, you're currently chief operations officer uh, overseeing global operations. Now, what is that journey like for a kid from Ukraine uh, to make his way over to a logistics company based in Erie, Pennsylvania? Um, it's pretty surreal, actually, looking back, you know, kind of, it, it seems like uh, me coming from Ukraine was such a distant uh, past, but it's been a great ride. And, um, you know, it's it's been so um, cool just to see over the years how, you know, we as the company have kind of transformed and, and changed and evolved, but at the same time, kept the culture of the company the same. And what makes us special is that culture. And that's uh, the entrepreneurial spirit, ability to find a way to say yes in almost any situation, uh, working hard until we do figure out a, you know, very complex problems where other people give up. And kind of as we've grown and as we've added certain aspects to the company, more employees and different types of structure and IT tools, you know, that still stayed the backbone of our mentality and what makes Logistics Plus special. And as you probably know, we don't really have any sales force. We have one or two uh, salespeople nationally, but primarily um, the growth of Logistics Plus has been through word of mouth. And um, that word of mouth has, uh, you know, uh, helped us tremendously simply because uh, people don't necessarily tell us, oh, you should use Logistics Plus because of their, you know, great service or because of things that they do. What they remember most are some of the big problems that we've solved for them, whether it's reopening a port on a Sunday when everybody said it was impossible or asking, you know, making an arrangement with an entire steamship line to, uh, you know, have the ship go a bit quicker and, you know, pay for the extra bunker. So we've always been very creative and these stories have kind of, you know, if, uh, have been remembered. And when other people leave companies or when they join new companies, they remember these and they bring us on board. So it's been kind of, it's a, it's a pretty unique uh, kind of sales strategy, not really a strategy. It just do a good job and treat people right and uh, business will come. And that's been the case for us. Uh, speaking of creatively uh, adapting to, to some challenges, not just the war in Ukraine, but COVID, uh, inflation, uh, a whole host of global disruptions uh, that affected the supply chains. Um, how is Logistics Plus helping its customers and its clients uh, navigate these these uh, disruptions? Yeah, honestly, these are all uh, great questions. And, you know, COVID and war in Ukraine, these are uh, world-changing events. These are not just normal um, kind of, you know, logistical challenges of, um, you know, let's say higher fuel prices or, or certain inflation. So these were, um, you know, very kind of substantial uh, issues that the world has faced. In the instance with COVID, um, you know, we were able to... Um, kind of reshuffle our resources and create a division that um, helped to bring a lot of PPE right at the very early stages of the pandemic. 
when those PPEs were absolutely uh, necessary and needed and all the airports were uh, completely uh, bogged down. There were huge backlogs and um, we brought in uh, our own charters. We used other airports. Um, you know, we used uh, Delta that was not, a, uh, you know, is not known for being a big freight airline. And we brought stuff via Detroit. And um, we've um, been able to deliver probably 10, 15 days quicker than some of the big guys that were just following the normal channels and going through one of the major hubs and uh, that were operating just with skeleton crews. And, um, you know, a lot of this can be achieved with just really good communication, our connections and uh, relationships. Um, we always treat our vendors and our customers and um, our people the same. And uh, we built trusted long-term relationships and that just really helped us during, um, during the pandemic as well. And um, uh, you know, we've uh, changed up the ways we did business to adjust. To, you know, we've informed our clients of some of the changes. Many times bad news to clients is better than no news. And through the uses of our kind of technology, some of our predictive analytics, we've told them um, that um, the transit times are much longer and they just need to uh, be much quicker with their decisions and that the cost will go up significantly. And we kept them updated throughout the entire, you know, the, the entire years of COVID. And um, we kept updated on the trends in the industry and the bottlenecks. And, um, you know, having that information really, really helped our customers to make the important decisions and make them um, quicker and more informative than, than, than other clients. And uh, I think that that kind of, you know, played a, a special role and built even a stronger bond between us and our customers. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of those trends and, and uh, being able to respond to them uh, with the e-commerce boom that, uh, uh, affected everybody. Um, the need for uh, that capable warehousing and fulfillment operators, uh, that's at an all-time high. It never has the supply chain been more front and center. Uh, now, you manage a lot of warehouses across the U.S. and around the world. What are you seeing in that space right now? Um, you know, it's definitely a very kind of uh, very, very fast-growing uh, space. Um, you know, e-commerce is, is huge. More and more people... Um, rely on e-commerce and you know uh, COVID has played a huge role in that as well um, you know what we're seeing is actually is that e-commerce is expanding and evolving and it's evolving from you know simple consumer goods into uh, you know groceries and, and drug stores and um, a few other sectors that have kind of not really entered this entire market at that scale and um, it's certainly very unique and it creates a lot of various types of opportunities. And we work with a few very large companies that are startups in um, grocery e-commerce. And uh, we also offer a lot of e-commerce out of all of our facilities. We have all the systems, all the automations and all the integrations and ship for a variety of um, big clients. And uh, you know that includes the the B2C, but also quite a lot of B2B and, uh, and quite a lot of um, kind of a kind of creative uh, solutions where we provide certain assembly, kitting, um, you know, different types of um, uh, refurbishment and um, reverse logistics as well, which can also be a pretty complex issue. 
but uh, the space of uh, e-commerce will continue to grow. It will continue to evolve and it will continue to include kind of new verticals. Now, uh, some of those advances in technology uh, and a strong demand from uh, consumers and clients for supply chain visibility have really um, shifted how managers and buyers uh, evaluate their logistics providers. Um, have you seen that as well in, in your recent RFPs or, uh, or other engagements? Yeah, very much so. And honestly, it doesn't, some of these changes are not just on the e-commerce sector, but actually across all logistics sectors. And, um, you know, certainly companies like FedEx and companies like Amazon have helped kind of, you know, change consumers and people's expectations. Uh, people want live data. People want fast delivery times. People want to know where their product is at all times. And, um, you know, this certainly is a more complex issue when you think internationally, but domestically, uh, you know, you have the ability from, from some of the, the, you know, the Amazons of this world is to actually see when your cargo is in the, you know, in a, in a fulfillment warehouse, when it's picked, when it's shipping, when it's on the truck and when it's delivering for you and when it delivered. And um, people want that. So some of the companies that do not have the level of technology to support that, do not have complex IT departments that are able to integrate with services that provide this tracking, they're taking a step back. And um, as I mentioned, it's very similar on the you know regular freight forwarding, bigger cargo, and even international. People want that data, they want visibility, and they wanna be able to also analyze that data and make quicker and more informed decisions. So the influence in technology uh, and visibility has been huge. Now, you mentioned a, a laundry list there of needs from some of the clients and customers. Uh, are those the kind of capabilities that Logistics Plus offers uh, that kind of separates them from other 3PL providers? Uh, yes, we do. And, uh, you know, we've always been very aggressive as a company. And uh, in many of the IT instances, we were not just an early adopters, but we were beta testers. We have um, helped develop some of the world cutting uh, services on the, on the tracking side, on the business intelligence side, by being one of the few companies that um, got invited and were able to help test the product, make certain suggestions. And even though that um, strained a lot of our resources, because that, that takes a lot of work, but we were very intimately familiar with the end product. Um, a lot of our suggestions were then incorporated into that end product. And that has allowed us to kind of aggressively and quickly roll it out. And because of our flat entrepreneurial structure, um, you know, not a lot of... Um, not a lot of complexity in our decision-making process. We knew what we wanted in terms of the end goal, and we worked towards that goal accordingly. And whether we needed um, a budget or we needed more people or we needed outside services, we procured and sourced that and put it in place and um, achieved our goals. And uh, because of that, we were one of the few uh, companies that were offering some of the services. And uh, kind of as this industry continues to evolve as technology continues to evolve we try to stay ahead of it as well so um you know certainly um know that that changes happen all the time and uh, you know as a, a relatively few years ago the ceo of uh, 
GE Transportation, Lorenzo has, uh, you know, he used to use a phrase that, that says, if you don't like change, you won't like extension. And that is one of the things that we, we go by. We certainly want to try new things and, uh, and use technology to our advantage and figure out new ways. But, you know, uh, uh, all the new technology and all the new tools in the world are, are great, but they still are not able to problem solve or build relationships with people. So when you think of Logistics Plus, we like to position ourselves as a company with a kind of cutting edge IT, but also that old school uh, mentality in problem solving within our people and our people being able to work in, um, you know, together with the, with the IT and to provide those custom solutions and to provide all the uh, services that we provide. And in, you know, 15 or 20% or 30 sometimes, you know, the technology fails. And, uh, you know, when, when the ship is delayed or when something happens and, and then what? And we have the ability to pick up the phone and solve things and figure things out the, the old fashioned way. And I think that's what makes Logistics Plus very unique. And that's as always, it's our people, it's our kind of uh, flat structure, our quick decision-making process and our use of IT. Now, speaking of unique, there's something that I want to uh, bring up here. Uh, it's uh, a program that you're involved with, uh, the Oceans Integrity Program. Now, I understand that Logistics Plus is one of the first 3PLs to obtain plastic neutrality. Uh, is that right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, that is correct. We're actually the first logistics company in the world that became plastic neutral. And uh, this all started with uh, a close friend of mine, Kieran Kelly, uh, has started cares about our oceans, cares about the environment very much. Used to be a commercial fisherman, and he started a company at Rio, Restoring Integrity of the Oceans. And the company mission is to free our oceans from all the debris and all the plastic, and uh, create this into actually a sustainable industry and prevent plastic from getting into the oceans. And it's a very unique company. It's, uh, it has done quite a lot of huge projects. It currently holds records for the, the largest um, ocean plastic cleanouts in um, around the shores of uh, Indonesia. And uh, the company's uh, vision and uh, kind of footprint actually extends more than even um, plastic collections, but it's also making sure that then that collected plastic is properly recycled and then it, it, it is properly used and uh, building houses from uh, recycled plastic uh, bricks that they're making, um, and, uh, making shoes, making various types of uh, clothing, and, um, you know, talking to many, many, many different industries that can use uh, this type of recycling plastic. And um, again, we're very proud of our partnership. Uh, we are very proud to kind of, you know, be the first company that has done that. And as you know, carbon credits are kind of the, the thing right now that a lot of companies are uh, buying. And these plastic credits can be translated into carbon credits as well. But um, this, uh, these plastic credits are also picking up a lot of steam, becoming universally recognized. And um, you know, this requires a lot of logistics and we're just very proud to be part of it. Admirable effort uh, to be sure. Uh, Yuri, tell our audience where they can learn more about Logistics Plus and Ukrainian uh, relief efforts. That's a great question. Honestly, our website is a great source of information. 
It's uh, logisticsplus.com. Uh, it has um, all of our efforts and uh, kind of summary of all of our efforts on Ukraine. It has all of our global offices, all the industries we're in. It also has a link to a partnership with Rio. And, um, you know, Scott and a marketing team has done a tremendous job keeping the website updated. But um, we are also very, very active on social media. And everybody knows the uh, importance of social media currently. And, uh, you know, we have uh, a lot of content on um, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, even Snapchat, um, you know, certainly LinkedIn. So there's quite a lot of content and um, information on Logistics Plus on our media channels, including a, a YouTube channel. Our marketing department is also really good with uh, various um, articles and various uh, kind of industry publications, as well as many different um, national publications that um, discuss supply chain. So um, that information is uh, available and uh, anyone that reaches out to us, we can also provide uh, whatever details are required or whatever help is required. Excellent. And all those links will be in the show notes so that you can go there directly uh, right from this podcast. Uh, Yuri Ostapiak, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I wish uh, safety and strength to your friends, family, and colleagues in Ukraine. Uh, and best of luck to Logistics Plus. And of course, uh, Slava Ukraini. Slava. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.